Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. On the streets of Union City, to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. And welcome to Monday Night Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hope you're having a good one. Hope you get lots and lots of candy. Kids, make sure you hide your candy because we have new laws in New Jersey that allow your mommy and daddy to take stuff that makes them very hungry for candy. So you want to make sure they ain't grabbing your candy. Uh, I digress. Listen, I have been getting word from all over the place that Game 3 of the World Series between the Astros and the Phillies postponed due to heavy rain in the forecast. This is from uh, CBS News, Cecily Tynan, Brian McTaggart, Action Network, and Bucks County Courier Times, etc., etc., etc. So uh, if you're like my producer who actually went to the game and we uh, coming home from the game, I understand it's going to be uh, rescheduled for tomorrow. We'll check on that. Uh, officially postponed game on Tuesday, tweets Bob Nightingale. Uh, so... It's going to be you, me, Halloween, and the rain. And uh, I don't say this very often. So turn up your radio. Dennis Malloy has a great idea. As I said, I don't say that very much on the radio. But uh, on this Halloween, on this Monday night, you know, as David Letterman says, Halloween, great time to clean out the old refrigerator. Uh, as a, as a, Halloween happens on this Monday night. When you had Game 3 of the World Series, we didn't know it was going to be postponed, right? So dad's waiting to get home. Mom's waiting to get home, watch a game. Kids want to watch a game. But instead, they're going out trick-or-treating. Nothing like giving the kids a bunch of sugar on a Monday night, on a school night, when they got to go to school for tomorrow. Uh, But Halloween, the origin of Halloween, if you uh, graduated Catholic school like I did, uh, it's the evening of All Saints Day. Now, All Saints Day is November the 1st. Uh, November the 1st, Catholic schools would get off. Uh, public schools did not. But then again, public schools got off of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Catholic schools did not, so it's a trade-off. I don't think they give Catholic schools All Saints Day off anymore. I don't. I haven't gone to Catholic school in many, many years. Uh, if you want to give me a call, 1-800-283-101.5. But regardless of all that, Dennis's idea, which is on nj1015.com, New Jersey should make Halloween the last Saturday in October. And I saw that, and I was like the Guinness Brothers. Halloween last Saturday in October? Brilliant! Brilliant! Because they're clean glasses. What a great idea. The last Saturday night in October. Kids could go out. Parents have all day. They could turn it into a family thing. It's not like what time are you getting home from work. I take the kids out trick-or-treating. In my situation, you know, we all go down to uh, my neighbor's house who uh, they make, they barbecue on Halloween. And the whole town comes down. Everybody's, it's great in Roosevelt. Everybody's got their, you know, they all sit on their porches with the candy. It's an event. And the kids are so cool coming place to place. He messes with the kids. He plays with them and everything. And it's really cool. And um, they make hamburgers. 
barbecued in butter. Josephine and Joe, they are amazing. Hamburg and hot dogs. And what they do is they got this like butter machine that uh, I actually got once in a Walmart. And it's a wheel that spins with melted butter and you put the bun on it and it coats the bun in the melted butter and you put the hamburger between that. A cheeseburger, oh my God. Oh my God, it's heaven. It, for me, it's the most wonderful part of Halloween. I don't care about the candy. Uh, but what do you think of this idea? 1-800-283-101.5. Got a Twitter poll up at Real Steve Trev. Dennis wrote it uh, last, I think, Friday. New Jersey should make Halloween the last Saturday, October. And I think it's a brilliant idea, especially tonight. And I got to know, as long as we're talking about Halloween, what do you give out on Halloween? Have you noticed the prices of the candy? My wife says to me, get a bag of candy. You know, because we, we bought a bunch. But, you know, when you have two 16-year-old boys in the house, and you can't buy enough candy. Because no matter how much, it's almost like somebody just put a hole in the bag of the candy and it's leaking out. And today they show up with five of their football-playing friends. And uh, I go to buy more candy. So I go into the, the CVS, because you know how much I love those long receipts. And... There's like this giant bag of candy, and it's like Twix and Snickers and Reese Cups, all, all in one big bag, and it's great. I'll take that. And it's on the thing, fifteen ninety-five. Fifteen ninety-five. that's ridiculous. But I'll do it anyway. I got to get out. I got to get candy. I got to get out of here. I go to pay for it. Oh, no, that's the $30 bag. The $30 bag? The $15 bag was half its size, and believe me, it did not look like $15 worth of candy. No offense to CVS or anybody that packages this stuff, but the price of candy has gone through the roof. Having said that, how could you give out little bitty bits of candy? I mean, what do you, what do you give out on Halloween? Do you give out candy bars? Remember the good old days when people gave out like full-size candy bars? There are some people that do it, and there are people who will bus in from other towns once they find out who's doing it. There are people who will get, kids will get their parents to drive them to those houses. How much, you know, what are you giving away? Are you giving away the candy? Are you giving away, you know, the full size? Are you giving away the fun size, which is so small that should come with a magnifying glass, just so you can see what candy you're actually taking out of the bowl? Or uh, are you going teal and you're giving away stuff that, you know, non-food items, which has got to be the worst of all the Halloween choices. But 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this idea, though? You know, tell me about the candy you're giving out, but how do you feel about the idea of Halloween being changed? We've changed so many holidays to begin with, right? We used to have Washington's birthday on the 22nd, Lincoln's birthday on the 12th. Now it's President's Day whenever we feel like making it, Right. Martin Luther King Day used to be January 15th. Now I think they change it to like the second Monday of January or whatever. So why can't we just change Halloween? If you're religious, if you are Catholic or Christian or whatever, would you be offended if uh, Halloween were moved from the, um, you know, October 31st, the night before All Saints Day, to the fourth Saturday in October, which could make for Halloween parties, which could make for uh, all kinds of fun. Joe's in Patterson on New Jersey 101.5. Joe, what are you thinking? Steve, you know, I like keeping the holidays the way they were. You know, uh, I, I, I go back to um, Memorial Day. 
I remember when it was uh, Decoration Day, it was always May 30th. Right. And it was a big salute to the soldiers. Uh, the parades ended up in the cemetery. But you, you can uh, still do that on Monday, right? Why not? Nah, uh, you're, you're busy shopping for grills and uh, uh, summer clothing. But you were doing that anyway. I mean, they were still uh, not, doing not, Memorial not, Day you, you sales. Doing, no, not, not Decoration Day, uh, uh, when it was like a Thursday or a Wednesday. Right. It was like one day. So next thing you know, they're going to be changing Christmas to either a Friday or a uh, Monday, so you get a three-day holiday. The only uh, thing with Christmas, would love it. I don't think they would do Christmas. I mean, the only because Christmas people take like a week off. I mean, you could plan like you know, look at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is what the fourth Thursday every month. That changes. Why not change yeah. Halloween? Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Would anybody really have a problem with that? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I mean, here you are tonight. You're giving out candy. And I know when I get a lot of calls tonight because people are giving out candy, and now the World Series has been postponed uh, till tomorrow night. But I want to know how you feel about this. Imagine tonight you could be eating Halloween candy that somebody else gave out, if you have children, because uh, you have to worry about it. Have the big Halloween parties. Have a big celebration. Have all kinds of candy to watch the game with on Sunday. I think to me it sings. And how often have I ever said an idea of Dennis Malloy saying? Your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. You want to work with an agent who has buyers lined up and get your home sold fast? Call Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. Mohammed and Selena were moving to another country, so they needed to sell their home in Oldbridge. They listed the home with another agent, but the home didn't sell. They rented out the home and then decided to try selling again. This time, they chose to work with Rob and his team. Once Rob's team's were on the job, the home sold quickly. In just 11 days on the market, there were seven showings and multiple offers. The home sold for $930,000, which was $30,100 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ. And then start packing. Smash Drive 5. New Jersey weather brought to you by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine's 7th Annual Unmasking Gala. November 3rd, the Masquerade Ball with live entertainment gives a portion of the proceeds to six local charities and a special guest like Hall of Fame coach Dick Vermeil. For taking info, visit JerseyManMagazine.com. They once wrote me up. I got a story in Jersey Man Magazine. How about that? All right. Not to brag or anything. 1-800-283-101.5. I got the Twitter poll up basically asking, should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? Already 85 votes, 60% say no, 40% say yes. Why would you say no to this? It's a brilliant idea. I, I, you know what? I wanted to say no because it was Dennis's idea, but I still think it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I'm kidding. Rick is in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, so, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally for it. I mean, I, I think it makes a lot more sense. You it's know? brilliant. Yeah, you got single parents out there. You got just just people. It's it's a, it's a lot easier this way, you know? It's Saturday it's night. You, you got exactly. all day. Yeah, you got all day to prepare. The kids have a blast. Exactly. And you don't got to worry about rushing home from work or mm -hmm. anything like that. I, I, it makes a lot more sense. You got kids, Rick? That's all I wanted. 
I got one. He's two years old. He's three years old. Did you take him out? We did. Yes, we did. And nice. it was uh, it was a pain in the butt trying to uh, rush home from work and get him yeah. out and everything. You and know, we went rain. out with our, our nieces and nephews and everything. Yeah, with the with the rain and everything. So what do you go as? Uh, uh, yes, PJ masks. PJ masks. All right, that's yeah. cool. PJ masks. So right. yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lot it's a lot easier I think getting them out there uh, on a Saturday night as opposed to a rainy Monday night. I am totally with you, Rick. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Mark is in Jersey City on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Mark. How are you, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very well, very well. But I gotta say, I'm not with you on this one, my friend. Why not? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, just. I mean, October 31st, it's Halloween. You know, that was the date. It was like, you know, it's like Thanksgiving is the 24th, you know? But it's not. Thanksgiving changes every year, Mark. The date changes, but the date doesn't. It does so. You know? The date of Thanksgiving changes every year. One year was the 28th. One year is the 22nd. What is the date? Hold on. Ryan Bissell, my producer, would you check out? Come here, Ryan. Check out how. Check out the day. Does the Thanksgiving date change every year? I'm almost positive it does, because it's usually like the third Thursday. So yeah, it's it's the, it's always on a Thursday, but because the day oh. of the month that that Thursday. Yeah, changes, you see, right? He makes sense, okay. Ryan. I I stand corrected. All yeah, right. Corrected. Okay. So even though it's just I don't know, like if the kids have school, they're all. They're talking about it in school, and then the next day, if ever, you know, if they follow up another day at school, they're talking about what they did and how they did. They talk about it know. on Friday night. They talk about it on Friday. They talk about it on Monday. They got two days to get the sugar rush. Now, think about this. Think about this, Mark. They're going to come home tonight, right? They're going to come home. They're going to do their trick-or-treating. Then they're going to come home. You all hopped up on uh, God knows what, and uh, on the candy, I mean. Uh, the parents will be all hopped up on the God knows what. that will make them get, eat the candy. But regardless of that, now, right, it's time to do the homework. I don't want to do the homework. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to. I don't want to because they were all full of sugar now but the parents full of something else the kids full of sugar but now you know they do that on Friday, on saturday night they can stay up as late as they want okay i'm playing devil's advocate it's halloween i right, don't have to do your homework tonight all right yeah it's halloween eat your candy you see that's because you're a guy are you married mark kids are great i'm divorced so. yeah maybe now we're shedding a little light as to why that happened mark okay now things are making sense did you have any kids mark they're older. They're a lot older. Yeah. All right. Well, when they were they, when you when they were little, did you have them trick or treating on the weeknights? And how did that go over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd run, you know, I'd rush out of work. I'm all excited to take them trick or treating. You know, get right. home and they're all dressed up, waiting for daddy to come home. And daddy and mommy would take them around the neighborhood. You know, it was fun. This could have been what led to the divorce, Mark. I don't know. This could have been the same. There were signs. There were signs. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Elaine is in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Elaine. Hi. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Do people do that to you all the time? Elaine! Uh-huh. Never mind. That was oh, from yeah. the graduate. Happy to see me. Yeah. They're happy. Of but, course. Um, anyway... Um, and Dennis Malone is not the first, Malloy is not the first person to think of this. This has been knocked around for years, and it never happens. Well, why doesn't it? It should. It should. I agree it should. But it's too much. The kids have this trunk and treat now 
where the church will do trunk and treat on Sunday and the uh, school will have a trunk and treat on Friday. And these kids have more candy than they know what I know. Doing. You know, the, this whole thing with the trunk or treat, I mean, when I was a kid growing up in Union City, I can't tell you how many times I heard, don't open the trunk! So, I mean, I don't know. No. Today with the trunk or treat, it's a whole different thing. I know. They were dealing stuff out of the trunks. Exactly. Now they're giving right. candy. It yeah. fell off the trunk. <laughs> no one opened the I trunk. I know. I know. They, they decorate their cars and their trucks and their trunks, and and then the mothers all dress up, and that would be fine if they wanted to do it on one day, Saturday. The school parade could be Friday afternoon, and then Saturday's the day get it out of their system and come back Monday and it's done. I would even do it on Friday night if they were okay with that. I would have either oh, one, yeah. Friday or Saturday. This way they get it out of their system, right? And then uh, when the weekend comes, it's, it's you know, Monday comes, it's back to back to school, back to the grind, back to the whole thing. It, it just makes oh, total sense. Elaine, what do you give out for trick-or-treat? Oh, I, ha I don't have a lot of kids, so I have to do full-size bars. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, I have to. Um, you're a good person. You don't do the Mary Janes or anything, do you? No, no. I hate those. Their teeth, but the, yeah. the Necco <laughs> no. wafers. I hate the Necco wafers, too. They should be banned for Halloween. That's the stuff no. people give out when they don't want people to trick-or-treat at the house. Yeah. It's, it's like um, they got to do it. Full-size. Yeah. Full-size Hershey's. Good so. for you. Yep. All right, Elaine. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's the question, and I got the Twitter poll up. Now I got 106 votes. Should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? I think this is a brilliant idea, right? Uh, so, so uh, Chad, what are, what are the children going out as this year? They're going as Mario and Luigi. Nice. From the Mario Brothers. That's it. Yeah. The fame and the Italians. I like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. the, the last nationality you can make fun of. Here we are. No problem. Put them on the pizza box, though. No problem. Uh, and, and do you give out the full-size candy or do you give out the... Uh... No, I've never given out a full-size candy. It's usually the bite size. But not, I, I like the fun size, not like the itty-bitty one morsel. But Who's like, having fun eating that kid? No, I, I got to say, though, I disagree with you on something. As What's a that? kid, I loved Necco wafers. Oh, Love Necco. They make my I, mouth. They, 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 they hurt my face <laughs> when, I, when I put them in my mouth. I get this in my, this, my whole face goes, mmm. It's kind of like crunching a piece of gum you would get from like a pack of baseball cards. Uh -huh. like it's kind of that consistency. But I loved them as a kid. Did you I, like the sweet tarts, though? Uh, yeah, sweet tarts. Uh, I don't think they make those Smarties. Anymore. Smarties? I, I love Smarties. Oh, yeah. All right, well, good for you. <laughs> You're going to love this. <laughs> 7.30. Now the latest. Z 101.5. Steve Trevelis with the special Halloween rejoins. This is uh, Cliff Richard, I think. Uh, 1979, Devil Woman. Cliff Richard was a big star when the Beatles uh, started out. And uh, managed to hang on for a while. All right. Uh, I got a Twitter poll. Dennis Malloy wrote the post at NJ1015.com. I saw it. I went, this is a great idea. And that doesn't happen very often. Uh, should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? And it makes total sense. As Dennis cites in his post, right? We, uh, you know, Labor Day has been moved, right? Uh, Memorial Day has been moved. 
So why can't we move Halloween? Now, I get you, Halloween, October 31st, the eve of All Saints Day, when the ghosts and the goblins and all that stuff come out. A lot of people, um, they have problems with Halloween for religious reasons, or uh, it's changed a lot. You know, we, we take things way too seriously in 2022, but regardless of that, it is a night when uh, you go to work all day, you come home, you're exhausted, and now you got to take the kids out in costume, you know, like uh, all year long, we tell our kids not to take candy from strangers. Then one night a year, we dress up and drag and send them out soliciting it. But that's okay. We got to do what we do. But why can't we do this on a Saturday night? Then you have Halloween parties all day. Then you have Halloween weekend. You have candy to watch the game with. Instead, you do it on a Monday night. Now, now the World Series got uh, postponed tonight. But imagine if it didn't. You want to watch the game. They want to go trick-or-treating. You don't want to deal with that. Or you do. And uh, instead, you're running around in the rain on a, miser- on a miserable Monday night. Instead of getting it all done on Saturday when you got all night long, the kids don't come home uh, wanting the candy, know you got to go to bed. And then after that, you got to deal with uh, the sugar rush. They can't sleep. Then tomorrow morning, you're going to be dragging when they get out of bed. So I put on, you know, I, I post, uh, you know, on Twitter. Should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? And what do I get? Figuring you guys are going to love me. You guys are going to go right along with this. This is brilliant. I got 133 votes. And only 36.8% want to do this. And the other 63.2% do not. Could you please, if you voted no, just explain to me why it's a bad idea because for me, I think it's brilliant. We had a call, a call say, you know, we don't change the date of Thanksgiving. And I'm so freaking stupid, it doesn't even realize. Of course it has to change. It's a Thursday. But, you know, luckily Ryan Purcell, my producer, came in and set me straight on that. But, but anyway, I just, you know, with all, the, with all the holidays that have been changed, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Martin Luther King Day, President's Day, Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why can't we make Halloween the fourth Saturday in October? And uh, along with that, have you noticed? You talk about shrinkflation. It's like our economy is suffering from ED. The, I go to buy candy today. What I thought was a big bag of candy, if it was $15, turned out to be 30 bucks. And believe me, it's not $30 worth of candy. What are you giving out? Do you give out the full-size candy bars? Or do you give out the fun size candy bars? I think of that. You, the poor kids are going to get all dressed up, you know, and, and like when they come to my house, I, I hold the bag in front of them. Take what you want. My wife leaves a sign, please only take one to somebody else. Because we left the bag, we left the dish there because we went to the party down the road. But, uh, but what about you? You know, as far as on this, on this Halloween, if you're trick or treating right now, if you're driving the car, And the kids are getting in and out to go get the candy. Wouldn't you rather be home right now knowing that you did this on Saturday night? Right? Knowing that all day long you could have bought the costume, planned the costume, dressed up, come home at night, stay up, eat the candy, have fun, talk about it. Not pressure the kids to go to bed, not pressure the kids to do their homework. The aggravation, you know how you feel about homework, right? The aggravation. And then tomorrow morning, as they drag themselves out of bed, 
You got to still go to work tomorrow. You got to deal with that aggravation. For me, when I want aggravation, I go to Peter and Lawrence. Hello, Peter. Hello, Stephen. I'm beginning to, I haven't voted yet, but I'm beginning to agree with you. Of course. What? Let's put it this way. I got a bag full of candy. Right. I, my sister made cupcakes. They're she sitting made here. cupcakes? She made cupcakes. Our kids Mom are afraid of that? and dad are both in a home. Right. No, but I mean, like, no. how, does, how does the homemade stuff go over? Are people afraid to take it now? Because that, that's, no, that's for go now. Oh, for you. That's for us. What about the kids? The kids get Snickers. Okay. Full, full size or fun size or teeny weeny? Well, I'm not in charge of buying, so they get the teeny weeny. The teeny but weeny? Was, but when I was growing up, right, we went with pillowcases all over this neighborhood. Yeah. Other neighborhoods. And this, this area of Lawrence is like a ghost town. Because Nobody. they're all dressed up in ghosts, like ghosts, or what? No, we used to get dressed up. I used to wear a sombrero yeah. with a blankie. Right. And, uh, or get dressed up as uh, whatever you bought at the store. Right. In the 60s and 70s until uh, high school. When yeah, I now, learned football. Now, who's coming now? Who's coming now? What, what did it, Absolutely what did it, no one. No one. My sister went over to her daughter's house. Mother niece went out with her um, son somewhere else with her friends. Right. But there are no kids in this neighborhood. All right, so right now. This is an old foggy neighborhood. Would you rather change Halloween to the fourth Saturday? I say do it. I'm with you, Peter. Sarah's in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sarah. Hi, sir. How are you? Call me Steve. Oh, hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good, Sarah. How you doing? Oh, man. I've had a rough month. Oh, what's the matter, Sarah? Oh, I can't even get into it. But I, listening to you, I agree. I'm on your side because um, I go to school in the area, mm -hmm. and I I am a laborer. So I um, I'm not the type who would go out on a Halloween party. I'm not the type who would... Um, choose to go to a frat party over, you know, just staying in. Right. And I've spent the past three days watching a lot of people who are under the age of 21. Um, I'm 22, but a lot of people who are not legal do a lot of illegal things. Uh -huh. um, and it's really frustrating me because I agree with you, and I think it makes a lot more sense to just have it be on Saturday so we can avoid all of the crime and the death and like everything that's scary about Halloween because it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving. It's not like a national yeah, holiday. Exactly. It's just a day. It's just a day. And it's not for college students. It's for kids to get candy. So why are we like, why are we giving like, a bunch of underage kids the ability to get messed up for three days straight and not have to like take responsibility for it and go to Wawa at 11 p.m. on Coke and like make fun of cops and like do all this stuff that really pisses me off um, because I like I'm honestly I'm really tired of seeing it and I've been watching it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a senior, so I'm about to graduate. 
Right. And I just, I'm really, really, really tired of just like sitting and watching people like not having Jersey respect. <laughs> All right, Sarah, thank you. Thank you for that. Good move, Sarah. We move it to Saturday night. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? All these politicians, they're throwing out these bills. We should do this. We should do that. How about that? How about that? Right? John Bramnick tweeted out a picture of his parents' costume shop growing up. There's a great, there's a great, there's a great proposal. Halloween, fourth Saturday in October. I'm not calling on Bramnick to do that. I just think it's a great idea. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to physical therapy and they just pass you around to a different therapist almost every visit? Or they just give you hot packs, cold packs, some exercise, and then send you home? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you ever tried. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Shrewsbury, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Dennis and Judy. What do you love? Point five. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. You having trouble, fun trick-or-treating tonight? Going house to house? Trying to uh, get candy? It's a bow-wow-wow version, right? I like that. All right. Should Halloween be changed to the fourth Saturday in October? Wouldn't it make so much more sense? I got 152 votes on the uh, Twitter poll I posted at Real Steve Trev, retweeted by at NJ1015. And out of 152 votes, 63.2% do not want it changed. Why? It just makes the most sense. What are we, sacred? Are we tied to October 31st? You guys probably didn't even know why Halloween was celebrated on October 31st. I, many didn't. I only knew because I went to Catholic school. But seriously, is anybody celebrating All Saints Day tomorrow? That's uh, the Catholic schools. Yeah, the kids are getting off. They have no idea why. They don't care. Do you? Who does? When you get a day off, you take the day. That's it. I don't care why I'm getting a day off. I got the day. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. How much easier would life be if Halloween were the fourth Saturday of October? You get the whole weekend to party. Right? You're going to get candy. You know you're going to get candy on the Saturday night. You know you're going to have snacks to watch the games with. College on Saturday, pros on Sunday, World Series, the World Series. But instead, in the, in the ugly, in the rain, come home from work, dress your kid up in a costume, drive around, beg for candy. And it, you know what really sucks about it? It's, it's like you're not even getting the good candy. You know, like if you were driving around or if you were going from house to house and you were getting full-size candy bars, right? Or you were getting, you know, baked cupcakes or God knows what. Remember once upon a time. Once upon a time, people really took Halloween seriously, gave out great. They took pride in what they were giving to the kids. Now they go and they get the oversized bag, the fun-size crap, and they leave it there. Just take what you want. And they got the bid that he takes more than, you know, more than one micro dot of a three musketeers. 
<laughs> made to feel miserable. Michael's in North Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Michael. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? I'm good, pal. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking we have it on Saturday. You know why? Why? You know, there's a lot of little kids, a lot of little kids that walk around in my neighborhood. Right. And by 4:30, 5 o'clock, it's starting to get dark already. Yeah. Some of those kids wear those dark, those dark Halloween costumes. Uh huh. You know, it would be much easier if they could do it on a Saturday afternoon or something where it's daytime. They could have fun. They can enjoy themselves. And maybe more people will start, you know, giving candy. I know. A lot of people in my neighborhood just shut the lights off after like six o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no experience for the kids. Like tonight, it's a rainy, ugly, raw night. They got to drive around and trying to get candy. Whereas, like you said, if everybody's off, then maybe they're outside enjoying a beverage, seeing the kids come, you know, house to house, and everybody gets they get to meet your neighbors. You get to, you know, oh look how cute the kids are. Yeah, fun with it. And they, but, but people take it a lot more, I don't know, put a lot more oomph into it. Instead of uh, what they do now, just leave the candy on the, leave the candy on the door, get out of here. I, I think it sucks. I, think I would go for the fourth Saturday. Me too. Me too. You got it, pal. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Jersey Radio. I got to get quicker on the button. I got to get quicker on the button. Steve Trevely. On a Monday night on Halloween. Are you trick-or-treating? You're taking the kids around in the rain? Don't worry about getting back in time for the World Series. It's been postponed till tomorrow night. In Philadelphia. Go to NJ1015.com, Steve Trevely's page. I will show you the best political commercial ever. Ever! Done by Bob Healy. Uh, he who was in a punk rock band in college, I would vote for him simply on that. But uh, go to NJ1015.com. It's a really, really cool commercial. Shows imagination, shows out-of-the-box thinking. So two things are usual when it comes to Jersey politics, so you do want to check that out. And uh, Giants, uh, a year behind the Eagles, and the Eagles are undefeated. And the Giants got their second loss yesterday. Uh, they're getting closer, but again, a year behind the Eagles, and I explained why. Also, it's a little too late for this, but the last-minute Halloween uh, costumes that are hot in New Jersey, uh, since you don't really need that for tonight. But uh, what I do want to talk to you about, tutoring in New Jersey. Uh, I don't know like, if you're in a situation where you need to use tutors. I've used them before for my sons. And now there's a bill on NJ1015.com, our own Dino Flamia. High-dosage tutoring be considered for New Jersey schools. As it's written right now, a new proposed law being considered in Trenton would provide funding to schools and districts that have plans in place to deliver extra lessons to underperforming students multiple times a week. So basically, they want we, the taxpayers, to pay for the tutoring. The high-dosage tutoring legislation is also meant to address an ongoing teacher shortage. According to his primary sponsors, Senator Vin Gopal, Senate Education Committee, which Gopal chairs, received testimony on the proposal Thursday, is up for a discussion only and not a vote. So I discussed it with my sister, who's a teacher, and she says a lot of school districts have in their budget something called Beyond the School Day for students who uh, fall uh, below the standards on grade level, and they pay the teachers to tutor them either before or after school in a group setting. Now, my question here is, you know, as far as this tutoring goes, who gets it? 
Is this something that everybody gets, regardless of school, regardless of town, district, income? Is this something that only a few get? Um, you know, are there are there boundaries, guidelines? Uh, but how do you feel about this? As a whole, should we, the taxpayers, be now picking up the tab for tutoring for kids who need it? And, and I sympathize with kids who need it, but... Uh, is this our responsibility? And if you are paying a tutor in New Jersey for your children, how much are you paying? Because tutoring is not cheap. Tutors get like up to, you know, I've heard like $70 an hour plus. Some tutors get $100 an hour. My producer tonight, Ryan Bissell, has a lot of friends who've become teachers. Now, what are you finding out? Um, so something that they've told me a lot, um, is that oftentimes they'll find that like when their students go home, I know when I was little, like at night before bed, um, my father and I would, my, would sit down and we'd read a book or, you know, we'd go over, you know, some of the, uh, classwork for the day. So um, he knew all that stuff. Yeah. He knew that stuff. Um, which I assume the parents of these kids would too, you know, reading, you gotta read street signs and books and stuff and stuff at your job. Um, and often what my friends will tell me is that they're the students are coming in and they aren't reading at a level that they should be because their parents aren't necessarily reading with them or they're coming in with you know incomplete schoolwork because there's just not that you know parental you know oh are you doing your work it's like a lot more of a relaxed parenting system so the parents need to be more hands-on and if the parents are more hands-on with the kids see the parents don't know enough about it though you know parents don't we are very familiar with what's being taught in the schools, especially as the curricula keeps changing in the schools. So maybe what they learned 20, 30 years ago is not what's being taught now. Then they have to become teachers as well. That's true. That's that's like a whole extra level of learning. I mean, uh, a common one that with that one is math. I mean, all the time. Exactly. People say like, well, what, why'd math change? Like, what's, The what's numbers different? didn't change and suddenly became racist. I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> but 1-800-283-101.5. Were you ever tutored? Um, I was not, actually. I, I well, you're a smart kid. You wouldn't need to be tutored. I was able to pay attention in school. I was lucky. I, I got I developed ADHD later in life. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. See, but, but in the formative years, it worked for you. I was able to focus when it mattered. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Tell me, how much do you, how do you feel about uh, free tutoring in the school? Should we be paying for the tutoring, and uh, we the taxpayers, that is? And also, if you are paying for tutors, how much does it cost you in New Jersey? How much does tutoring cost you? How much tutoring are you getting? Uh, for your kids and how much are you spending on it? Do you feel that the teachers in New Jersey are getting the point across? Or do your kids uh, need extra? 1-800-283-101.5 uh, Karen's in Philadelphia on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Karen. Hey, yeah, it's that new math. Let me tell you. Right. It is so confusing. They don't really care what the answer is. They want to know how you got the answer. Yeah. And you have to write, like, a graph and this and that. It's like two plus two is four. It's always been four. It's never going to change. Why do you need all the? My grandson's in third grade. Right. And we're having difficulty um, with him trying to understand that you have to tell them how you got this, like, 48 this. It's, it's uh, we're blowing our minds over here with this new math stuff. I said it's, it's so just too hard for these kids. So should we be paying, like should taxpayers be paying for kids to get extra tutoring after school? 
absolutely not. I paid for my daughter's tutoring from the time she was in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So she went to college because I can't do math. (laughs) I I know the feeling. I could never find X squared then, and I certainly can't find it now. (laughs) Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are you on this? You know, another uh, bill to deliver free tutoring for kids. Now, is it a question, you know, is it something that the parents should be more, if the parents are more involved, this wouldn't be happening? Or how much can the parents get involved because based on what they know and the curricula that keeps on changing? And should the state be paying for the tutoring or should the parent be paying for the tutoring? If you're a tutor, what's the cost of tutoring? one 800 How much are you spending for your kids to be tutored in New Jersey? And do you feel that it's a failure of the school that they're not learning? Or is it a problem with the child that they're not picking it up? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, under this bill, the High Efficiency Accelerated Learning Grant Program would award grants on a matching basis to public and private districts that apply with adequate plans to implement high-impact tutoring programs. At a minimum, these plans must include the subject of math and English and include all grades being served by the district. Your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. It could occur outside school hours. With further funding, districts can apply tutors from teachers and paraprofessionals to community providers of tutoring services. Well, why are we doing this? It doesn't, to me, make sense. Is it a failure of the school system that we need to employ tutors? Is it a problem with the children? And if it is, whose responsibility is that? 1-800-283-101.5. It's on NJ1015.com. Dino Flamio wrote it. How much do you pay for tutors? If you're paying like $70 to $100 an hour for, tu- for tutoring in school, should the state be picking that up? And you realize that the state picks it up, who's going to end up picking that up? Your thoughts? one 800 Should we, the people, be paying for the tutoring? And uh, how much did you pay when you had your child tutored, if in fact you did? Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Travel Ace. one 800 It's Halloween night. Kids have gone out trick-or-treating. Now they got to do their homework. Should we be offering tutoring in New Jersey? After-school tutoring? Should uh, we, the taxpayers, be paying for it? That's uh, what's being talked about in Trenton. Your thoughts. Lynn is in Wachung, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Lynn. Hi. How you doing? Hi. I wanted to, to say when my children were in, two of them, actually all three, when, uh, in high school at one point, right. they used to have student tutors. Instead of going to the teachers, a student, because sometimes I found with myself, my peer would be a lot easier to explain something to me than sometimes uh, the teacher. So they all, they had tutors all through, through high school for, you know, different subjects. And then my youngest one, she went to junior college. Right. She, uh, they had tutoring in the computer center area. And they would go there, and this that was free. The other tutors, the student tutors, at that point was just a very low amount of money, whatever it was. But I found that beneficial, and they found it beneficial. So 
Tudors get money today. Yeah, I mean, depending on how good they are and, uh, you know, it's great extra income. Lynn, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. The question is, though, whose responsibility is it to pick up the tutor? Is it, if the state's paying for it, then it's given the impression that we're not good at what we do. You know, we have to provide the tutoring because uh, the lesson plan, the teaching that we're providing isn't good enough. So we have to give you extra tutoring. If the if it's not that if it's like, well, the child is having trouble picking it up. Is this how, how responsible is the state are the taxpayers to make sure that that happens? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What do you think, Ryan? So. I think Lynn actually brought up kind of an interesting point there. Um, student tutors? Student tutors, because uh, some of the best people to relate to a student who would be struggling with the content would be another student who previously struggled with the content. You know, like a student who's a year or two ahead of, you know, a fourth grader or, right. you know, depending on the size of the school district and stuff. Um, that could be really beneficial, I think, you know? That's a great idea. The thing is, who pays for it? That's the problem. You know, uh, that's the question, not the problem. You could have anybody tutor. You could have student tutors. But who's going to pick up the tab for the student tutor? Wouldn't that be something that the parent would shell out the money for? Okay, my child needs tutoring, and I'm going to pay for it. Or my child needs tutoring, state pays for it. If state pays for it, we pay for it. Our school taxes are through the roof as it is. Imagine what your proper taxes would be if you didn't have the humongous school tax bill in there. Oh, what? You don't have any children in the school? Too bad. 1-800-283-101.5. But, you know, that's basically it. So now, high-dosage tutoring being considered for all New Jersey schools. Well, that's the other thing. Are we talking about all New Jersey schools? Because this just says New Jersey schools. If we're talking all, does that mean everybody gets the free tutoring? Everybody, like, uh, regardless of your income bracket, regardless of the school you're in? You know, regardless of uh, the balance in your school, ethnically, or is it uh, only certain schools are going to get it? Low-income schools. Is there a is there a financial burden you have to meet in order to get the free tutoring? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Is it New Jersey's? Is it the state's responsibility? I guess to provide the tutoring, or is it the parents' responsibility? To provide the tutoring, I would think that on a you know it would be the parent's responsibility. If my child is going to school and they're having trouble learning, now there could be programs set up, but that would be a private thing. I would think that it would be the parent's responsibility to pay for the tutoring if necessary. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. And also, if you are using a tutor, how much money are you paying? to have your children tutored in New Jersey. You know, and also different grades, you know, di by, by grades, I mean different grades of tutors. You know, there are those that are really, really good, there are those that aren't so good. You get what you pay for. I would imagine, right, there are tutors who are so good that the people they work with, the kids they work with come back, they get good grades, or the tutors measured on the grades that the kids get. 1-800-283-101.5. And should we be giving out free tutoring in New Jersey? After school, this is being talked about right now. Now, like I said, this is uh, this is a different plan than uh, the one that's already gone. A lot of districts have in their budget something called Beyond the School Day, and that's for students who fall the low standards on grade level. 
and they pay the teachers to tutor them either before or after school in a group setting. So this would be something else. Where were you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. You in or you out? Should we pay for the tutoring or should the parents pay for the tutoring? 1-800-283-101.5. It's called high dosage tutoring. Thomas is in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Hey, Thomas. Hi. Basically, I actually live in New Jersey. I actually live in Towns River. Okay. Then why'd you say Pennsylvania? Because when I first called in, I was in Pennsylvania. Oh, so you waited till you got over the bridge? I like that, Thomas. You're a good man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I have. We would have let you call from Pennsylvania. We wouldn't have said anything, but that's okay. Oh. For next Thank time. you so much. For next time. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you thinking? So I have, I have two kids in the San River School District, right. and they're both struggling. And I feel that the school needs some more done, and maybe the state saying uh, adding the tutoring might help. You know, it, 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 I, I can't afford a private tutor. Right. Uh, you know, my both my wife and I, we 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 live paycheck to paycheck. Right. So basically, um, you know, it, it's it's tough nowadays for people in a house. No, I totally get I that. State, I I I think the state really should, you know, maybe pick up the slack a little bit more. But there are also parents out there that can't afford tutoring, and their kids really do need it. Or not mind it. Why are there so many kids in New Jersey that need tutoring? You know, uh, the, the systems basically started to slack a lot, especially after COVID. Right. And these kids struggle so much. I mean, my, my seven-year-old was out of school and out of touch with other kids for like a whole two, three years. Right. And now she can't relate to the teacher and maybe having a tutor, a younger tutor might help. Yeah, but then should the te- should the teacher should the class go the extra mile to make sure that everybody in the school is getting it? Like, are there a lot of kids that aren't understanding this, and that's why we need to? Because they're even saying, you know, this deals with the uh, problem with teachers in New Jersey, and that that kind of you know hit a bell with me as well. Well, some of these teachers that would probably be running the tutoring classes after school, right? They would need to be compensated for being at after school. You know, right. every hour or two. And I mean, that would be us. Like the white kids and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that would be us as well. Thomas, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Feel free to call no matter what state you're in. Even if you're listening on the app, NJ1015, you can call us with no problem. 1-800-283-101.5. High dosage tutoring is being considered for New Jersey schools. Should we pay for it or that should be a parental thing? It's uh, 830. Now the latest New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. It's Halloween. All the kids are out trick-or-treating, probably over with by now, right? Uh, we got the Halloween uh, Halloween music coming out of the commercials. I kind of like this better than what we played during the week. I wouldn't mind keeping this Halloween music. I do a little VH, getting back into things. Steve Trevelis, you and me till uh, 
11 o'clock tonight. There's a criminal matter at the uh, New Jersey Chiller Expo under investigation. It's on NJ1015.com. Dan Alexander wrote the story. This isn't about that. This is about uh, the Chiller Expo or the Monster Mania Expo or uh, several of the expos that uh, you may or may not have attended in your lifetime. Uh, I noticed on Saturday, everybody's posting pictures of like Lorraine Bracco and, uh, you know, all the other people that were at the uh, the expo. Gina Shock was there. Kathy Moriarty was there. Mike Starr was there. Uh, then you see Ralph Macchio's doing appearances at bookstore. They put their picture up with Ralph Macchio. I begged Ralph Macchio. I tried to get Ralph Macchio to come on the show. Big fan of Cobra Kai. Called his publicist uh, for the last couple of years. And I keep getting turned down. But who knows? Maybe one day he'll, he'll be kind enough. Because I really am. I think uh, Ralph Macchio has uh, one of the one of the coolest careers. He played Danielson, right? First of all, he plays a karate black belt. And he also played a guitarist in a movie called Crossroads. Where he takes on Steve Vai. And beats him. <laughs> As the devil. Uh, uh, the guy had a great career. Uh, not to mention my cousin Vinny, uh, Beer League. I mean, like I said, in my opinion, Ralph Macho, cool guy. And if he ever does want to call the show, I would love to talk to him. Uh, but regardless of that, what I want to do, what I want to ask, have you ever gone to one of these shows and... Because uh, I, you know, I'm a geek. I've done, I've gone to a lot of these. Well, not a lot, but I, I, enough, a number. Over the years, like this Monster Mania, Dave Hagen does it down in um, in uh, Cherry Hill Crown Plaza, and twice a year they have the Monster Mania show. And when I had my comedy club down there, Sarcasm, they would have it. And I met Eric Roberts, and Eric Roberts signed the poster for me from the Pope of Greenwich Village. And years later, I was able to get Eric Roberts to come on the show, and it was great. Uh, big Eric Roberts fan, but you know, Charlie, they took my thumb from the Pope of Greenwich Village, so I got that. Uh, I met Gary Busey. Gary Busey got in trouble for being in a Monster Mania show a few months ago. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever gone to one of these celebrity expos? What celebrity did you meet? What was the encounter like? This is different than running into, you know, like you, you just happen to run into a celebrity. You're in the elevator, they're in the elevator. Oh, my God, it's so-and-so. No, no, this is different. Because these things, you go, you pay to get in, and then you pay to meet the celebrity. Like, huge Buddy Holly fan. So Gary Busey's at Monster Mania. And I go, uh, I want to meet Gary Busey. Gary Busey's sitting there, and he's, got, he's at the table. And on the table is a whole bunch of 8x10 glossies of whatever the movies that he's been in. You pick out whichever one you want. And for 30 bucks, there's a big guy with a box. And the cash goes in. The cash goes in the box. And Gary's sitting next to that guy. And you give him your 30 bucks, and Gary will sign whatever picture you want him to sign. And uh, for another $20, which makes it 50 you can turn around and take a selfie with Gary. And I wanted the Buddy Holly, right? So he signs it, and he grabs me by my shirt, and he pulls me in, and he says, best effing movie I ever made. And he was right. He was nominated for an Oscar for that. But I still got it. Uh, but one 1015 Now, this is a different setting when you meet a celebrity under these circumstances. Because you're paying for the meeting. Some guys will just 
keep going, not even look up, sign whatever you want them to sign. Some guys will look up, engage you, smile at you, maybe take a picture, say something, which means so much to the person. I mean, think about it. If you paid money to get a signature from someone, you really like that person. So for them to acknowledge that by saying hello, giving you a smile, handshake, something nice, whatever, that's a big deal. So 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever paid for an autograph? Or have you ever paid for a picture? Have you ever met a celebrity at an expo? What was the experience like? Who did you meet? How much did you pay? What was the response like? And uh, what was your experience? Do you still have whatever it is you bought? It's a weird situation. It's different from just running into somebody at the hotel. You know, it's different from the, from the chance meeting. Or you knew somebody that knew somebody, or you met them at a bar or at an event. This is where you go in, you pay money to get in, and then once you get in, you're paying, you know, you're now paying again for the autograph. There's uh, a sports one that's done once a year in Edison. And they bring in all these football players, all these great retired football players. And I remember Joe Namath was signing autographs, $250 for Joe Namath to sign a helmet. And I had a friend of mine that spent $250 for the helmet that Joe Namath would sign. And he's got a $500 helmet that Joe Namath signed. And he's trying to sell it on eBay. I don't know how that all works. But I'd love to get your experience. Cause, uh, it, and, of course, you know, you go in. There's all different kinds. I was at, I met Robert Vaughn once, the man from UNCLE in New York. He was at uh, one of these kind of things. And they come. William Shatner's done a million of them. You know, and they come and they speak. Maybe, like, there'll be, like, a big um, conference room. And they'll address the crowd. Then afterwards, they'll sign. They'll go to their table. Then you get, like, the lesser stars who are at their table. But I'm interested in knowing, like, hearing from the people who've actually gone in and paid for the autograph or, you know, uh, bought the merch or whatever that person was selling. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, uh, is there a big Kathy Moriarty crowd? I remember Kathy Moriarty and Andrew Dice Clay doing a sitcom called Bless This House which was fantastic. I don't know. It should have lasted longer. It was like the modern-day honeymooners. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, you know, Ralph Macho, because Cobra Kai's out now. He shows up at a bookstore. A line goes out the door. You know, he's hot again. And that's fantastic. But uh, I'm interested in, like, the people. Because these people, like, these, these con shows, you know, you have all kinds of celebrities. So when you get in there, you just go and you get whatever you want signed. 1-800-283-101.5. Who did you meet? What did you pay? What was the experience like? Jominsky and Dor- 101.5. Steve Trevor Lee. All right. Talking about the Expos. <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. These guys were messing around in the studio. And, uh... Suddenly this came out. Got that from listening to my friend Dave Apple tell me about the survey. All right. Have you ever gone to an expo and um, 
paid for an autograph. Who did you meet? What did you pay? How, uh, what was the experience like? John is in East Hanover on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? Very, very good. Thanks. Who'd you meet? Oh, uh, I've been doing it for years. I used to, I, I don't set up anymore. I set up tables for years at all these shows. And I would sell my autographs of deceased players, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth. But uh, Barry Bonds and A-Rod, I did an event in the city, was probably my favorite. You did? What do you mean when you say you did the event? What does that mean? Well, they had uh, Barry Bonds and A-Rod were at a hotel. And like you said, in a ballroom. Right. And it was probably like 40 people. And then A-Rod talked to everybody. And then he went around. And then Bonds came in and talked to everybody. And then they, you know, we had dinner, drinks, and nice. autograph pictures. It was really fun. So now, what did they charge for the autograph? That was about $1,000. Uh, th- so I mean, the 40 people in that room each paid $1,000 an autograph. Yes. So Barry Bonds and A-Rod each made forty grand for that night. They did, yes. Jesus. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun because other than that, a lot of these shows you go to, right. you buy a ticket. You wait in line. I'll be honest. The, the show in Edison you were talking about, a lot of the football players, they'd be sitting there on their cell phones and sign your helmet or sign a photo and never even look at you. I know. Never take a picture with you. That's horrible. It's almost like an assembly line, because, but it's so packed. And so many, they make so many people pay to get in. And then they get to these, like you said, they get to these lines. I was at one of them. I can't remember who, which one. But I remember, I felt so bad, Dave Brown was the new giant quarterback at the time. And all these athletes, like Montana and Marino, they're all, like, lined up, right? And there's Dave Brown with nobody. <laughs> I went over, and I got his autograph. It cost me $5. I, 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 thank, it was so nice. He signed it. I, but, I, but, yeah, I mean, it's like a cookie-cutter deal. But, you know, and I understand, too, that, like, when you have, like, you have A-Rod and you have Barry Bonds, so then knowing you got them as the draw, you could bring in your other guys, and make more money as well. Guys who may not be as popular, like the third string linebacker or whatever, uh, and so make my, money on those. I have a jet helmet. I've been through all the quarterbacks already. Oh, my or God. I get, I get a, a, an eraser, and I'll take it off because... They- <laughs> <laughs> Al Woodall. Darnold. <laughs> yeah, the Tim, what about Tim Tebow? You got him? I have him on a Florida Gators helmet. Okay, well, that, that that's more authentic. I have Montana on a San Fran helmet. I have Marino. I have all the stars that I like to watch. I'm 55, so the guys I liked to watch growing up, I have all those guys on their helmets. Would you ever get rid of it and sell them? Well, right now, the memorabilia's at an all-time high. It's a great time right now to sell. Really? Well, that uh, Mickey Mantle card just sold for almost $12 million. Wow. That's amazing. That's a 52 am- top Mickey Mantle that a lot of guys probably put in their spokes and ruined. Yeah. I'm just thinking of that while you're saying it. John, thanks for the call. Teresa's in Bradley Beach on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Teresa. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me your story. Well, I met uh, John Travolta and his late wife. Uh-huh. Um, you know, John, uh, John uh, um, what's the name of the guy who wrote the book? The Ron Robert? L. Ron Hubbard? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
so his house where he wrote the book and they had turned to a museum and John Travolta and his wife came in to open the museum. Oh. And it was only by special invitation a few years ago. Right. And I got I got a chance to get one of those invitations. Wow. Um, and it was pretty weird to meet those people. Yes, yeah, Scientology. Uh, and Travolta was big into that. I think he still is big into that, right? Right, yes. And then uh, the food was amazing. Everything was perfect to the truth. And... Um, what was Travolta like? Number, I'm sorry. What was Travolta like? Uh, it was like um, um, not real person, you know. He looked like a mannequin, you know. He has a smile always in his face. He never right. moved. He never was serious. Uh, his wife was a sweetheart. She was. Uh, I had a chance to to exchange a couple words with her. She was very sweet, mm -hmm. very pleasant, but he was very weird. And the people, who, the Scientology people, mm -hmm. was a little weird. And um, the house number, just FYI, is 666. Six, six. Oh, Teresa, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All Jersey. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Steve Trevelisse. On this Halloween night, I hope you got lots and lots of candy. I hope your kids got lots and lots of candy. So that if you have an edible, you could have lots and lots of candy afterwards. You wouldn't steal from your children, would you? What kind of stories are you telling your kids? Uh, we were robbed last night. And they only took the chocolate. And they left you the Necco wafers and Mary Janes. Does anybody still give Mary Janes? I know Mary Jane. Not that Mary Jane. I mean, there's a candy. It's the worst, worst tasting candy ever. And it's like a yellow, bitter honey was another. Th oh, my God. Some of the worst candy. Uh, I mean, you could do that. What's the worst candy you ever got on Halloween? Necco wafers, which like I would, I would take them. And you put them in your mouth. And, and my face, I, I would get like a pain in my jaw. I, I don't know. Not like a sour face. But just like yuck, uh, I, I like the chocolate candy. You know, I like the um, you know the Reese cups are always huge. The Hershey almond bars, the almond joys, the mounds are good. But man, you get sometimes people would give you these like the sugar candy. The um, remember, I don't think they still make sugar babies. There was sugar daddy. Now sugar daddy was the like the the caramel lollipop that was sometimes dipped in chocolate. And the sugar babies was almost like, it was like chocolate-covered sugar. It was like, they took sugar and they covered it in chocolate. And they were called sugar babies. Then you had the, um, the, um, the shoots with the different color powder in them, like red and yellow and green. And uh, they were, that was pure sugar. I don't know if they did that anymore. I think kids may have started snorting that stuff or using those things. Never mind. It was the 80s, a different time. But 1-800-283-101.5. I don't even know what topic I'm doing right now. I'm just I'm off on this candy tangent. Uh, do you care what people post on social media? That's the topic I'm doing now. You know, Elon Musk bought Twitter, and... All of a sudden, uh, I'm seeing celebrities that I didn't even know were on Twitter are now showing up on my Twitter to tell me that they are getting off Twitter. And I'm like, uh, who cares? Uh, 
Meanwhile, in Robbinsville, Mayor David Freed on his own Facebook page said that he has no answer about community Facebook groups that people find offensive. Freed said he received screenshots from offensive posts, but there's nothing he can do about it. Suggest people leave the group. Quotes, the truth is I've spent far, far, I've spent far too much time encouraging people to be nice. The reality, however, is people have the right to free speech. Anytime I tell someone they are not being nice, they immediately remind me of their right to free speech, the mayor wrote. Adding it doesn't, he doesn't have time to be the Facebook police. He's right. When did we get so caught up in what's posted on social media? I mean, if you don't like what you're reading, all right, so read something else. Delete, go away. Peace out. Twitter, same thing. You know, uh, part of the problem with Twitter is uh, they wanted to police Twitter. Part of the problem with Facebook, they wanted to police Facebook. Are we going to Twitter and Facebook as a as a source of real information? If we're not double-checking what we're seeing, then it's on us, not them. I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm not trying to tell them what to do or tell you what to do. But I'm of the opinion, like the mayor, hey, if I don't like it, I'm, I'm out. I spent 10 years doing updates on the Howard Stern Show at a time when everybody hated the Howard Stern Show. And everybody's trying to get him off the air. And it was the same thing. If you have a problem, turn the dial. But it isn't about turning the dial. It's about if I don't like it, you can't like it either. And that's the problem that we have today. But uh, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel? I mean, this whole thing with Twitter. Are you going to stay on Twitter? Are you going to get off Twitter now that Elon Musk has it? As far as Facebook posts go, do you really care what people post on Facebook? Does it really drive you crazy to see? Or is it just, hey, you know, too bad. Not my problem. You worry about it. People get so caught up. Facebook, to me, has become laborious. I mean, I get up in the morning, like, you know, I'll, I'll check what I got to check, my email and stuff. I'll, I'll check out Twitter. And it's like Facebook, oh, no. Oh, no. Now I got I to gotta go find the Flintstones happy anniversary. I got to go find the Lucy happy anniversary. I got to write happy birthday 18,000 times. I got to, it's like, oh, come on. I got, I got things I got to do today. And I forbid you miss one. Although when it's my birthday, it's a different story. When it's my birthday, then I go running right through it. But 1-800-283-101.5. When, have you ever tried, have you ever been offended by something that you saw on social media, and what did you do about it? Or are you of the belief that who cares? Are you getting off Twitter now that Elon Musk bought it? Are you afraid of what Twitter is going to become? And if you are afraid of what Twitter is going to become, are you just bailing? Or are you staying just to see what it's actually going to become? That's the other thing. Because, you know, remember private parts with Howard Stern? Hear the ratings? This many people love him. This many people hate him but can't turn him off. So as far as Twitter goes, as far as any of this goes, nobody's going anywhere. They may tell you they're leaving, but they're not going anywhere. Because they want to see what's going to happen. You know, you can't, you can't turn off the movie. If you think the movie's getting better or worse, because you want to see what happens. 1-800-283-101.5. But I don't get people, you know, contacting the mayor of Robbinsville, asking him to do something about this. What is he supposed to do? And thank God that we have the freedom that we can 
post stuff that you don't like on social media. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens now. It's going to be a lot of fun. But again, how much seriousness do you put in what you read on social media? And if you're actually taking what you read on social media seriously, that's not the mayor of Robbinsville's fault. <laughs> you are crazy. I mean, that's, the, you know, that's on you. 1-800-283-101.5. Mayor says he doesn't have time to be the Facebook police, nor should he be. You know, here's an, here's an idea. He said the best way to deal with issues about the community, attend the council or board of education meeting. We don't want to do that. Better we just find out. But it's going to be interesting now to see what happens with Twitter that Elon Musk bought it. You know, Facebook is always going to be Facebook. People are going to post what they want. It's getting, I don't know, like how much time do you spend on social media? But here's the thing. If you did walk away, has anyone ever walked away from social media? Could you actually walk away from social media? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole thing. Could you actually check out? And if so, I'd love to hear from you. Did it, did it drive you nuts? Were you, were you getting, like, physically ill? Were you getting itchy? You know, because you haven't checked it out. You need to know what's going on. You need to know what other people are posting. You care that much? I think, you know, if it actually went down, I woke up on Saturday morning and my Internet was down. And for a while it was, oh, my God, this is in bed. I think I'll go read my phone. Oh, God, I don't have my phone. I could turn on the TV. No, I don't have the TV either. I actually had to read a magazine. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you care what people post on social media? And could you stay away from it if you had to? Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Do you have guaranteed service? Leaking water heater, clogged toilet, or your heating system not working? You'll always be in good hands with a guaranteed service. For a limited time, tune up your heating system. For only $77 guaranteed, no breakdowns for the entire winter. 1-800-GUARANTEED or GuaranteedService.com. Spooky! Classics for, I got it. Took me a while. Took me a while to figure it out. All right, Robbinsville Mayor says he can't control what people post on social media. You don't like it? Don't look. I agree. How do you feel? Could you actually get rid of social media if you had to? How much time do you spend? Do you care what people post? Dana is in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dana. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm very well. How are you? All right. What are you thinking? Well, I had social media, and I was spending too much time on Facebook. This was years ago, and I deleted my account. I'm so glad I did. Really? Yes. Yes. So you deleted your account. You're glad you did, and you haven't been on it at all. You don't care. Well, no, I haven't. I usually, if I have to see something, right. which I, I honestly, I don't like going on there. Honestly, I don't feel good mentally. I don't, I don't think it's a good thing for people mentally. People post things that makes everybody look like they're, you know, living this perfect life and it's not true. And people feel bad about themselves. 
So what made you get off? Um, honestly, because it was so long ago, I would go on to do banking, and I found that I would go on Facebook, and then I was there for two hours, and I was like, forget this. I don't want to be on the computer for two hours, and I deleted it. Wow. And I never went back on. Mm-hmm. So that, so you get, that's what you get on, you get the feed, and you see. Now, was your Facebook only your personal friends, or did you have one of those deals? Like, I got 5,000 friends. So I, I brought everybody on. And after wow. a while, it gets laborious. It's like, I don't even know these people when they're on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So now, did you ever have a, did you, you never wanted to go back? No, I do not. I My sister will tell me like, oh, I posted something. You should go see what everybody said. And I'm like, I, okay. I just say, okay. Because she'll want me to go on her page. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Instagram I got rid of a year ago. Uh-huh. TikTok I just deleted as well. TikTok's um, not social media, but. There are people that actually put stock in what TikTok says. And they use TikTok like they would for medical advice and stuff like that. Yes, yes. That's well, I really appreciate um, the topic, and I, I love your show. Well, thank you, Dana. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Rochelle is in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rochelle. Hey, first-time caller, long-time listener. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here, too. <laughs> Better than being on social media, right? Turn on the radio. You don't need no Facebook. I don't. I get to listen to you. There you um, go. I um I have an interesting story. I actually went back to grad school um at about forty eight, right. and because the, the way these people communicate, you know, was fascinating to me. I was a communication major, and um, you know, I could see the good in social media and mediated communications and things like that the potential, you know, to, to talk to people like all over the world and I belong to different groups and things like that. But right, uh, right around, I guess, COVID, you know, the uh, all that that was going on, um, you know, I, I like to have discourse. That's why I went back to grad school. Right. And I realized there there wasn't going to be, I was not going to change anybody's mind. And it was just causing me ang- angst. And I live alone. So it, it, w- it was potentially an outlet for me, you know, right. to talk to other people. But I just, I said no. And um, fortunately, I was an adjunct instructor, so I used to teach this stuff. Wow. And uh, I just, I just... Yeah, I just cut it all off, and I I don't miss it at all. Like, I don't know. You know what? I I find it interesting that you're a communications major who is actually interested in how people communicate, as opposed to, I'm a communications major trying to get a job in radio. I'm a communications major, you know what I mean? But you really were serious about being a communications major, and you make a great point, Michelle, about how the idea that, you're never going to win the argument. No one's ever going to, no one's ever popped up when you post your opinion. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Right. No. Now you idiot. It's like this. And then they get even more because it, we used to call it, um, uh, the face balls. There was, uh, there were two mm-hmm. athletes. Uh, LaShawn McCoy once posted something on Twitter yeah. about a, a giant, he's an eagle, about a giant defensive player, OCU Manora. And I think Justin Tuckett said, you know, he never would have said that to his face. 
but he posted right. on social media. And that's the way right. people get. It's all about, you know, it's about, you know, when you don't have to face the person, you can say anything. And well, Twitter almost died until Trump came. Yeah, well, Twitter was on its last leg, and all of a sudden they got they got just. He gave them new life. Yeah, he gave them new life, and he then did. and then they kicked them off. And now watch, he'll he'll and he bought his own. I thought really, I really believe that if what Trump should do, forget about president, go go mm-hmm. replace Rush Limbaugh. Go have your own, set you up to your own social platform. Imagine right. the four hours a day Donald Trump can just point out everything that Joe Biden's doing wrong. It would be his oh. worst nightmare. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Saul is in Staten Island. Better call Saul, right? What's up, pal? Yeah. You've never heard that before, I right know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you said last time I called as well. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to so, say it next time. So <laughs> I'm very limited in my repertoire. So go ahead. Okay. I was on Twitter. I joined in 2016. I decided to go off in 2019, and right. it took me until about a half a year to really get off off. As in, I had one account, deleted it, and then you have one month to reactivate before it goes gone for good. I kept on reactivating because I just I missed the connection and. With all the poison that was going on in my personal life that I was causing for myself right. was a Twitter, where I had great friends and I was having fun, and I was lying to myself that I was being able to, you know, give attention to my wife and kids, but I wasn't. And until a half year, I then I made another account, you know, mm-hmm. just to post pictures. I post googly eyes on random objects. Right. So I was I had accounts only for that, and then until a half year ago, I decided enough is enough. I'm missing out on all my family. Growing up and everything, I just got rid of it, and I haven't been on since. God bless you. That is great. So you're six months clean now. I am, and I am, and I'm counting it. I'm, I I consider myself a recovering addict because I think it is an addiction. You know what? I I totally agree. I totally agree. And you know what? Now that you're off of it. Does life seem better for you? I can breathe the fresh air. You actually in contact with people and not a computer. It is, and I actually have made real friends on Twitter. We're now, but I'm still friendly with them off Twitter. Mm-hmm. But in general, going on Twitter, logging on, even after being off for one hour, and the feeling of oh my gosh, what did I miss? Are they are they making are they having some sort of conversation thread without me? Are they leading me to the side? Am I missing out on something? And just the feeling of anxiety and pressure and just utter worthlessness that I was feeling and masking because it was the only social life I was allowing myself to have. And I'm so happy that I got off it. I am and, really happy. And your wife must be happy and your kids must be ecstatic. So that is great, man. Best of luck. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. See, I feel that way every hour between like 7.35 and the next 30 because <laughs> I have to go without hearing a Chad Robeson update. Oh, is that so, it? So this is what it is for me. So now, now, hold on. I, I can breathe easy now at 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. All right, uh, we got a new sheriff on Twitter, Elon Musk. And now I see a whole bunch of people popping up on Twitter telling me they're leaving Twitter. Taylioni, Rob Reiner, uh, a bunch of people, you know, pointing their views, upset about the, the new change. If you don't like it, just leave. I mean, why stay? Or why tell me that you're staying? 
More locally, we have uh, Robbinsville Mayor David Freed on his own Facebook page says he has no answer about community Facebook groups that people find offensive. Apparently, people in Robbinsville see something offensive on Facebook. What do you do? You contact the mayor, of course. Like, he's going to, he's going to what? Uh, run over to the house and tell them to take it off? He's like, well, don't look at it. What do you want from me? Uh, the truth is I spend far too much time trying to encourage people to be nice. The reality, however, is people have the right to free speech. You have the, the right to decide whether or not you want to read the free speech. See, the problem is people just didn't grow up the same way I did. See, back in the day when I was when I was You were 23. Back in the day was I'm 20, when? I'm 24. Oh, 24. Oh, back in the day was what, back Tuesday? In, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yes, back in the day. Back when I was 12. Ryan Bissell. Um, <laughs> Back back when I I was little, um, and we, uh, you my was parents. Okay. I know. I'm sure. I'm five six. I'm gonna be little forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't what I meant. Go ahead. Um, and so uh, we we would play Call of Duty, and when you go on Call of Duty, you have people calling you names all the time. You know, oh really? Your mother, like dragging dragging your name that you made that you took you know painstaking time to make look real nice on Xbox and stuff. People and they crush it like a dream. Yeah, yeah, they're on you all the time, and so now in, in like when I'm online or anything, and someone hits me with you know you know screw you or whatever, like I I just have to laugh. They prepared you for it. Yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah. But now all these people that claim they're going to leave social media, you think they could actually leave social media? Like if you ever, could you walk away? Could you just say, I'm done with this? Like, like, like Saul earlier with a wife and kid had to wean himself off social media. So that's a tough one. You and I fall into uh, well, we're our jobs. we kind of fall into like one of those kinds of things where we kind of have to be around it, which is an interesting, I think, kind of dilemma to be in. Because for a lot of jobs, you know, you got to make social posts or things like that to stay relevant online. Okay, but if you didn't have the job, if you aren't working, like if I wasn't doing this, yeah, I would be nowhere near social media. Okay, I mean, there's nowhere. I mean, the thing is, like, it it depends. Like, if I set up a small Facebook page for my real friends. And the idea, that's how it all started, right? Didn't Zuckerberg did this to get laid, right? Zuckerberg did this to meet yeah. people. He did this, well, I'm going to have a little network where we could all hang out and blah, blah, blah. But uh, then it just got out of control. But, I mean, if I did like a small network of these are, these are my friends and I want relatives that I'm close to and I want to keep up with them. So it's easier to go in and type hello than it is to text hello or call hello, um, say hello. Maybe that, but the idea of just, I got to jump on and see what this celebrity thinks or that celebrity thinks or this person thinks, to me is just, it would, I'd be nowhere near it. I mean, there, there, like, for, for me, um, I'll go on, like, and listen to a podcast and, like, that's, that's the well, that's celebrity different. I'll listen to. Like, for me, like, I'll listen to, like, Conan O'Brien's podcast or something like that. And that's how I, that's, like, my form of, like, interest in social media, if you will. Like, when I go on social media personally, like, I don't know. I just, I don't follow any celebrities or anything. I kind of just view us all kind of doing our own thing, you know? And when you go online and with the celebrities, especially, you know, that's just like the ideal picture of them and that entire trip. You don't see, you know, all the cameras and all the people that were flocking them the entire time. And like a salt, uh, I don't know. If when you salt. see what they're tweeting, in other words, when you, yeah. but here's the thing, Jim Florentine came on one night, the comedian, and he was talking about Hollywood tweeting. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is where these celebrities will, because they want to continue working. So you can't be on the right and be a celebrity. 
you won't work. That's why it's so hard for like Gutfeld to get guests. They were all, all the late night hosts, except for Greg Gutfeld, they were on the left. That's how they get guests. So if you want to work, then you need to be on the left. So what they'll do, they'll go and they'll say they want to work for a certain director. Say they want a certain job. They'll go back in this guy's girl's feed, find out what they had to say about different things. And then that'll become their opinion. And they'll start tweeting it out. And then the director, oh, this guy's one of us. Okay, we like him. He can come in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll do it for game, which means you can't even trust what they're saying. That that's really a tough thing. Like with even that extends beyond that. A lot of times when a celebrity will show something, they'll be advertising because you know they're getting money. They got a brand. Yes, another yeah. thing. That's another thing. It's a lot of this. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff I go on and see. Like if I ever follow, like I've unfollowed a lot of the um, larger celebrities that I followed at one point, um, and now I just because follow. of the endorsement thing. Yeah, because you go on and it's like photo after photo after photo of endorsement, and like I followed them to see what. Because I was interested in them, you, you know, and the person that they were outside of their their brand and outside of their acting. And just over the last few years, like, there's just no separation anymore. It's all one thing. It's all become money. You yeah. know, it's sports is like that. You know, basketball was a much better game before everybody got shoe contracts. Uh, there was more of a team sport. The uh, comedians, I'll tell you, like, from being, like, I've been around comedians now for over 20 years. And in the beginning... You know, when you when you're when you're in the audience and you see the guy, and you're like, oh my god, this guy's great. Oh, this guy, this guy's talking to me. This is my best friend. He gets me. So then afterwards, you go and you hang out with the guy, and you find out that all he has is those forty five minutes, <laughs> and there's not a lot going on in there. And you're like, well, what happened to that guy? <laughs> that guy was a written act. Uh, but but you know, there, there is a difference there. There's a disconnect. But you so you if you weren't working, could you ever see yourself leaving social media? I definitely could. I, I like you to, could. I like to joke that I'm constantly split between moving to the city and trying to make it big, and then moving to the middle of like Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere and getting invested in a small Eating town. Cheese. Yeah, you know, like because there's so much hustle. Cheese and or cheese. Yeah, because like it's it's always enticing to want to be in the center of all like the stuff that's going on on social media because it's so cool to look at. You know, you, like uh, I I forget her name, but she called. Uh, she went. Uh, she. Uh, had gone to grad school for uh, social media stuff, communications, and she mentioned how cool it was. You can just talk to anybody in the world. And I used to do that when I was little, but I don't anymore. And that kind of got me thinking, like, yeah, I do just kind of use this to, like, loiter online when I have nothing else to do. Um, and so I'll be honest, I have been considering deleting it. You know what? It's not a bad idea. one 800 Could you see, have you ever, what's the longest you've ever gone without social media? Could you see yourself deleting it? Are you offended by anything anyone's ever posted on social media? And why would you let it bother you in the first place? Heading out tonight? The 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Halloween. Tomorrow, All Saints Day. If you go to Catholic school, you have off. Probably. If not, all right. That's why we were talking earlier about why don't we just move Halloween to uh, the fourth Saturday in October, like Dennis Malloy wrote. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, one of the things we talk about with Halloween is now that uh, weed is legal, a lot of parents are going to be eating the kids' candy. Uh, but now that weed is legal, there are job opportunities in New Jersey related to the marijuana field. And they're expected to skyrocket. And Stockton University is putting those opportunities on display tomorrow. 
during a seven-hour career fair and business expo in partnership with the New Jersey Cannabis Association. Now, what I want to know, is there money? I mean, with all these jobs leaving New Jersey, you know, marijuana is, if you excuse the expression, a budding business. And how much money can be made in the marijuana field? And is this, would this be something that you would be interested in exploring? Up to 30 related vendors are expected to be on the site for the event at the campus center. Attendees will also have the opportunity to sit in on any number of panel discussions that will touch on topics such as science of cannabis, employment in the industry, the business of hemp. So 1-800-283-101.5. We've talked before about like when marijuana became legal, that they should have the people who uh, gave their life for marijuana, were put in jail for marijuana, you know, were convicted of marijuana crimes involved in the running of the marijuana business. Why? Because they don't want to run the marijuana business. But regardless of that, if you are in the marijuana business, legally or illegally, it was up to you, I don't care, you have to give you a name, but how much money can be made in the marijuana business in New Jersey? In any, in any capacity, 1-800-283-101.5. If you're in the retail, if you work in a dispensary, if you're a grower, if you're, if you're connected in any way, you know, we talk about like the marijuana, how much money marijuana is going to bring in tax dollars to New Jersey, how much money it's already bringing. How much money can be made if people wanted to pursue a career in the marijuana business? in the business of weed in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Are you working in it? If you work in a dispensary, how much money do you make? Do you get get an employee discount? What's it like? You know, we, we know for years what the illegal marijuana business is like. What's the legal marijuana business like? 1-800-283-101.5. If you, uh, is this something that you would be interested in getting involved with? Is this something that would make you want to uh, go check out this seminar at Stockton University? This job fair, so to speak. And if you're in it, what's it like? What are the hours like? What's the work like? Do you like your job? Do you love your job? Did you make as much money as you thought you would make in the field? Uh, even if you're in the field, if you're out of the field, but into the, into the office, into the dispensary? I kid. 1-800-283-101.5. What is the marijuana business in New Jersey like? What will the marijuana business in New Jersey be like? Do you feel like you're getting in on the ground floor of something? A company that you could really grow with? Or are these jobs that you just you come and go, take them as they come? Where are you on this? Have you ever worked in the legal recreational weed field? You know, it was launched on April 21st, 2022. And now there are jobs. If you're working in one of them, I would love to know. If you're interested in working in one of them, I would love to know. If you want more information on this, You go to nj1015.com. 
The event is free for students of any institution of higher education. General admission ticket is $25. It's at Stockton University tomorrow. Uh, career fair on the business of marijuana. If you're in it, let me know. 1-800-283-101.5. To listen to me whine about nothing and everything all I always have the time. Always have the time to listen to you whine. That's why I come in here every week, Monday through Thursday, 7 to 11, Steve Trevelisse. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? I really appreciate it when you do it. You have no idea. Because at home, no one listens to me whine. I just walk around. Ain't going to put a light out in his house? That's all right. I, I digress. Uh, here it is, Halloween, the night of the scary. Spadey was doing haunted houses this morning. He's doing haunted houses tomorrow. I got something even scarier than Halloween. Voting. And it's coming up tomorrow. Uh, the election. Are you voting in the election? Um, do yourself a favor. Please vote in the election. We got uh, two rock stars running for Congress. Right? One one was a 70s sensation. Uh, signs all over my town. And uh, I had no idea that this wasn't the guy who sang Baby I Love You in the 60s or uh, Rock Me Gently in the 70s. What? You don't know Rock Me Gently? It went like this. Ain't it good? Ain't it right? That you are with me here tonight. Sounds like Neil Diamond, don't he? You ever heard this song? You ever heard this, huh? This was a big hit long before your 24 years. Ryan Bissell, my producer. This was like 1974. A guy named uh, Andy Kim. And uh, the name of the song was called Rock Me Gently. Like I said, it was a follow-up to Baby I Love You. Okay, we got that. And then uh, we got Bob Healy running against him. And Bob Healy, uh, not in a rock band, but he was in a punk rock band in college and uh, toured a little bit. And uh, he did a commercial, which I talked about on Thursday night, and it was so good. Uh, this is the, I, put it on, I put it on nj1015.com, and it was recorded at Dad's Bar in Lumberton. And uh, it's basically a rock video, and uh, it's, it's freaking hysterical. Yeah, yeah, you have to see. It's the time of year we're inundated with scathing political commercials where, uh, you know, Donald Trump, this guy voted for Donald Trump, and this one did this, and this one did that. As long as you keep Trump alive, there's a way to get ratings uh, in New Jersey and anywhere in the world, and that's what people do. They use his name to try to get noticed. This guy didn't do that. There's no Trump at all in this rock video that Healy did, shot at dad's in Lumberton. Yeah, it's it's aside from just being, you know, like a decent, you know, campaign video because it's funny and it keeps your attention. Um, I mean, I, I won't, you know, say what, what I leaned particularly, but, you know, for me, what I liked about it was that he didn't like take a dig at anyone. No. Like, he, he didn't. He didn't go after anybody. I mean, he makes fun of. Like, it opens up. It's it's like a a, va a band, a video. You know, a band video, and uh, you got Nancy Pelosi on drums. You got Biden. Uh, you know, on a guitar, and basically uh, he comes on talking about. Uh, you know, 
I don't have the script from it. Let me see if I could pull up the actual script here. I wouldn't say that that's a dig at either of them even. I mean, that's probably the coolest they've ever looked. Yeah, I, I absolutely. He actually found some good people to play. Hold on, let me get rid of this stupid ad here. Okay, here we go. Uh, the, the script goes like this. Washington's a madhouse. Politicians dancing along to an insane tune. You got a bunch of old politicians on, a, on the bar dance floor just dancing around in circles, uh, giving us skyrocketing gas prices, soul-crushing grocery bills, making it harder to get by. And then the skyrocketing gas prices, the soul-crushing grocery bills are like Cool Rock t-shirts and posters. And then he's like, I'm Bob Healy. While my mosh pit days are behind me, I'm not afraid to throw an elbow to get things done, like cutting spending to fight inflation, another rock sign, uh, expanding energy production to bring down gas prices, another Cool Rock sign, standing with cops, cracking down on crime. But the whole thing is done in the form of a rock video. And I, I, I don't know. If I, I don't think I can play it. I have to buy it. I'm sure that, that works out. But you got to hear this commercial. And you're going to see it between now and tomorrow like crazy. I won't have my political advertising done to me any other way. It I is. Think, I think this is the new way. You know what? And it'll never be the new way because people just need the, you know, the candidates don't tell you what they would do. They're going to tell you what the other guy didn't do or who he voted for or if he ever had a drink with Donald Trump. I mean, Whereas this guy is telling you, hey, man, and you don't even mention Andy Kim. All he does is, here's what I'm going to do if I'm elected. And he lampoons. New Jersey's all about sarcasm. He takes a sarcastic, you know, a sarcastic eye on politics. And it's funny, you know, and that's that's what I love about the spot. This may be the funniest political commercial or the most captivating political commercial I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, like I said, no matter how you feel about the guy, like hats off. Like that's yeah. like, like I, I think he uh, refers to Washington as like, I don't know, like a madhouse or something. The madhouse. Like the name of the, the name of the video is called Madhouse. Yeah. And like that just it's a it's almost like a play on words. And, you know, that's. That's incredible. Like I'm, I'm almost jealous as a uh, as an art person. And they, they, you know that a guy could be this creative, and if he's this creative in the commercial, imagine how creative he could be if he gets elected. Yeah. yeah. But what I want to know, you know, uh, and I did this a little bit Thursday night, but I had a lot of time to do it Thursday night. But I want to know. Give me, give me a commercial that you still remember, because the secret to a good commercial is to get the product across, to get the message across. So give me a commercial, like from your, it could be from your youth, could be something you saw last week, just a commercial that stays in your head, that you remember. Because uh, how many times when you go to a store, they don't even have the, you know, you see the product, but the commercial hasn't aired in years, but you start singing a jingle. Back then there were jingles. There was a show on AMC called Mad Men. And it was about a 60s advertising agency. And it was amazing because it talked about these writers and what life was like back then. They were ad men and they called them the mad men because these were the creative, this was the creative wing. And it was all about, you know, a life in the 60s, which uh, a, lot of the, a lot of stuff you couldn't do today. Well, everybody smoked. It was all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But, you know, but it was a great show. And some of the creativity that came out of that was the commercials back then that uh, became the classics that are that are there now. So if I asked you, give me like, what's a commercial that you, that stands out in your mind that may not even be on anymore, but when you were a kid, you remember it. 
You know, like for me, I give you a thousand of them because back then it was all about jingles. Now they don't do jingles. Now they take a classic rock song and they buy the rights to the classic rock song. And it's funny because back in it was a 67, 68, the Who did an album called The Who Sell Out. And now the Who songs are everywhere, <laughs> which they did sell out. Yeah. And they made money on. You know, how many, who, I never thought I'd see the day when Beatles songs would be used to sell merchandise. And yet they are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what happened? You know, no, nobody thought, I remember like the stories when Paul and John were writing. And they would say, like, you know, we're going to write a swimming pool. And they would write a hit song. I don't think they ever thought they would actually, you know, we're going to write a deodorant commercial. <laughs> we're going to write uh, a Macy's commercial. And yet there they are. Yeah. Somewhere out there, John Lennon is, like, rolling in his grave. Like, what are they doing with the No, he's okay. He's rolling to the bank. There was a, when Double Fantasy came out, uh, Lennon said, I read a review where they said that, you know, Yoko's the artist and I'm more middle of the road. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take the middle of the road right to the bank. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a commercial from you as far back as you want. This ad is so great. You go to nj1015.com, you're going to see it. But I want you to give me a commercial that you still remember. Because that's the secret to great television. For for me personally, the one at the one that always comes to mind that was really popular when I was little, and it still subliminally impacts me to this day, is the Chef Boyardee commercial, where the kid uh, she really wants the Chef Boyardee, but her mom says no, and then after they leave, it like jumps off the shelf and chases them home. Like, oh, really? I never saw yeah. that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All it, right. It, it rolls like toward like after the car all the way home, and like all through this other stuff, and even <laughs> to this day, when I see Chef Boyardee, I'm like, man. That's the good stuff, even though I know it's not. <laughs> it's not, but but you know what? In the but in the commercial, when you were a kid, you want that more. My kids would do that to me all the time. I could I could make them the most incredible breakfast sandwich. Can you go to Wow? I get me a fifthling. I can't <laughs> win. I just cannot win. Here's New Jersey 101.5 fast traffic. 1.5 Steve Trevelis. Hi. I started doing this on Thursday night. Didn't get a chance to finish. So we're talking about. Uh, the great commercials that uh, you remember from your youth. Because that Bob Healy ad with the rock video where he's got Joe Biden on guitar and a punk rock band and Nancy Pelosi on the drums doesn't say anything about his opponent. Not out to rip anybody apart, just saying this is what I would do if elected. I love a politician that would just say this is what I would do if I was elected. And he does in a very creative way. So based on that, uh, what are the creative commercials? And the purpose of a commercial is that you never forget it. So the guys that wrote those commercials uh, back in uh, 1982, how many licks does it take to get to the middle of a Tootsie Pop? That's a commercial that you'll never forget. The 1984 Apple ad, which is kind of like uh, the movie. And that came from, oh, wow, that came from 1984, of course, right? Of course, Where's the Beef is another one. The Folgers commercial where Peter comes home and he's making the Folgers coffee. Does anybody still drink Folgers coffee? I haven't seen Folgers coffee. I don't know. You know what? It's been so long since I actually bought coffee in a grocery store that wasn't like Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. Do all those other coffees still exist? Anybody still buying like Maxwell House? U-Band, <laughs> uh, does that still exist? Or Chasing Sanborn? Uh... The Diet Pepsi commercial with the new neighbors, Michael J. Fox. Give me a commercial 
that you remember. Coors Light, the Silver Bullet Diner, and of course Coca Cola, right? The best, the uh, the end of Mad Men, when Don Draper is uh, sitting uh, doing yoga, and uh, he realizes that he is who he is, and who he is is an ad man. And while he's uh, finding himself, he gets the idea, fictitiously, for the Coca-Cola, I like to teach the world to sing, which he didn't do, of course. It was done in 1972, and it was a huge hit for, uh, I forget who it was, the, 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 the band, that's, the singers, I forget what it was. But Kool-Aid was another great commercial. Uh, the one jingle, right? Uh, come on down in your Oldsmobile. The ideal. If you got a passion for fashion, if you got a craving for savings, take the wheel of your automobile and come on down to ideal. Right? That's going way back. Or, of course, Crazy Eddie, right? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, uh, an hour without Crazy Eddie. And the prices that are insane, which is now being used by somebody else. But the thing about Crazy Eddie, like I said Thursday, it wasn't about the great prices that Crazy Eddie had. What it was about, go out, get the best prices you can find, Crazy Eddie will beat him. So the assumption was that Crazy Eddie had these great prices. But only if you went out and got the price... So if you didn't go out and get the price and they charged you, I don't know, $200, oh, wow, what a great deal I got. It was only $200. Then you see it somewhere else for $150. But if you went out and found it somewhere else for the $150 first, and then went back there and said, look, they're selling it for $150, then he would cut it off and sell it for like a buck and a quarter or whatever. But one 800 Lego my ego. See, like, I haven't seen that in years. But if I open my refrigerator, open my freezer, I'm going to see boxes of Eggo waffles that my kids love. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And the kids, they don't even know when I say this stuff in the house. Like that, what are you talking about? You know? Uh, milk. There were so many great milk commercials. The 7-Up commercials, right? Uh, the Uncora. Mark is on Route 1 under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mark. Hey, you doing, Steve? How's it going? Good, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm a big fan. Oh, I appreciate it. Hey, you remember this one from uh, years back? Yeah. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. You know who that was? <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I think it was Pepto Bismol. It was no, it was it was Alka Seltzer. It was Alka Seltzer, and you know who uh, the actor was? Peter Boyle. From Everybody Loves Raymond, it was uh, Young Frankenstein. It was the dad. Wow. And, you know, that's how I feel every time I get up from the Thanksgiving table. Uh, now, do you have macaroni on the Thanksgiving table? Sometimes, yes, depending on whose house I'm going to. Go to the house with the macaroni. You'll thank me later. Tur I thank you now. Turkey is not a headliner. Oh, thanks a lot, pal. Be safe. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, the maker, Sega Genesis, Teddy Ruxpin. Worlds of Wonder is another one. I'm looking at this list here. Famous 90s TV commercials. Uh, let's see. Skip it from Tiger Toys, I don't know. Nobody better, better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. That was the Bart Simpson one, right? I remember that one. Uh, Flintstones. 
Fruity Pebbles. Now, here's the funny thing about that. They did Fruity Pebbles in the 90s. No one had seen the Flintstones for 30 years when they brought them back for commercials. How about that? Everybody knows the operation. Operation, right? Digging out his funny bone. They saw that. The um, Did you watch that American Gigolo? I watched it last night. It was on Showtime. It was. Did you see it? It was um, what they're doing now. The new dance craze is to take movies and turn them into like TV shows. So they did it with Karate Kid. They call it Cobra Kai, and it's like, what if Daniel and uh, the guy that he fought uh, back in the '80s uh, got together and competed against each other? And they brought back all the old Karate Kid characters, and it's like 30 years later. And uh, they tried that. And now they're doing it with American Gigolo, with the movie where Richard Gere played uh, Julian Cole. And now uh, they recreate, they turned it into a, ser uh, a series. And they got Gretchen Mole in it. Gretchen Mole plays in all the cool shows. She was in Boardwalk Empire. She was in a show called Life on Mars, uh, which was done in like 2008. And did you ever hear of Life on Mars? No, no, I haven't. Jason Statham, I think, played it. It was a really weird show. It was, it, it was on for a year, and it was taken mm -hmm. from England. Okay. And in England, they did two versions. But Life on Mars, basically, um, he plays the detective in 2008. Mm -hmm. And he gets Jason Statham. He gets shot. And he wakes up, and it's 1973. Oh. And he doesn't know why he's in 1973. But he knows that he's a detective, and he goes to his police station, and it's 1973. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel plays the police chief. Oh. Michael Imperioli plays another detective. Gretchen Mole plays a cop. And he can't understand why he's there. At one point, he walks into the diner, give me a Diet Coke. What? Imagine a Diet Coke, how great that would be. And at one scene, it's one scene that's really, like, his mother... He, he stops a crime, and his mother is being chased. Mm -hmm. And he stops the guy from assaulting his mother. And she invites him up to the, uh, her apartment for a cup of coffee. Yeah. And he goes up, and he's sitting in the dining room. And he's looking, and he sees all his toys on the floor. Oh, my. And she's like, yeah, you're a cop. My son Sammy wants to be a cop. You want to meet him? I'm like, no, no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I my gosh. It's, it's the creep. But it's taken from the David Bowie song, Life on Mars. Oh, well, that's that was my first thought was, you know, I know the Life on Mars. You know, I know the song. It's just not the series. The other one that they did in England was called Ashes to Ashes. Oh. And it's the same, same premise, only now it's a woman cop and it's 1981. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. Amazing. It's 10.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from... I didn't mean to do that, but it's 60 degrees in Bradley Beach, 62 degrees Madison, 59 degrees in Jamesburg. Fast traffic, instant weather every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. I got confused there. I thought I was playing the traffic and then I was going to go into the weather and... and uh, but that's okay. We're still busting ghosts. We're busting ghosts here at New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. You and me till 11 o'clock. And my good friend Ryan Bissell. How's it going? Who's uh, got the uh, the headlines and the trev lines. Ready? It's for you. Excellent. Yes, he does. Yeah. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. 
Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? That's a good question. What is going on out here? All right. So we got some interesting stuff going on out here. Yeah. Um, very first thing, Powerball Lottery has hit $1 billion. $1 billion. Yep. That's the fifth largest it's ever been. Chef Mimi record that. One billion dollars. With the, with the like, uh, was it with the, the with the pinky and the yeah. yeah and the thing. Yeah, I I don't even. You got to pay taxes on that. Like, do you got to pay the taxes? Who cares? Before, before <laughs> if they leave you with ten dollars, I'm still ten dollars ahead. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, I don't want to pay the taxes on it. What a, would you do if you won? See, I think I, the first thing I would do is I would uh, pay off my parents' house. Would you? Okay. Yeah, I would definitely do something for my parents. Right. Um, and then from there... You wouldn't buy them another house. Nah, you keep what you got. Yeah, you can keep what you <laughs> I'm got. I'm going to buy myself this freaking man. You keep that house that you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get the nice house. They can come live with they me. They come live with you. They can live with right. me if they want a nice house. Um, yeah, and uh, I, when's the drawing supposed that, to be? Man? Where's the drawing? Where's the drawing? Uh, my wife keeps buying tickets like crazy. Like there's some kind of a shot that we're going to win here, you know? Um, let's see. The drawing is... August. Uh, I will be held at 10.59 p.m. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight? I think. So really? Like we could... We are like 20 minutes away from uh, being billionaires? We have to get... First thing I would do is What's I would get bare naked ladies to recut this song and call it if I had a billion dollars. We got to find the closest 7-Eleven, man. I don't know what we're doing right now. Not too far from this place. Yeah. You are never far from the 7-Eleven <laughs> in Ewing, New Jersey. All right. So that's that's going with the Powerball. Now, if you really want to work for your money, we got the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions 2022 coming up. Yeah. They're playing for $250,000. That's the grand Torn prize. Doyle tried out for that, I think. Really? Not for that, but he tried out for Jeopardy. I see. I there's so many like when I see people on Jeopardy, I just I don't know what kind of brain these people have because it can be any topic at all, and they'll just like they got it. You got to know it. Yeah, I mean, you get in there, and the thing is, like, I know it. I mean, same same when people get on here and they play like trivia or opening lines, and they know each one till it gets to their turn, and suddenly they freeze. Suddenly it's like you know, uh oh, and uh, because it's the adrenaline or whatever, your mind goes blank. That's exactly what honestly what happened to me. Like, you know, sitting at home at 7 p.m. watching Jeopardy on TV, not a problem. But, yeah, if, yeah. as soon as I... But if they ask you what it was, it'd be a different story. Yeah, and you also got to wonder. It's it's also reality TV, too. So, like, oh, yeah. you got to wonder, like... Yeah. It's real. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Not like Quiz Show where they made it all up. There was a uh, a girl from my middle school, I think, who actually won, like, the student Jeopardy back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. Student Jeopardy. So what did you get for student Jeopardy? Um, I think Student Jeopardy was just like regular milk. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's still on TV. It was still on TV. Oh, they, they I thought it was like somebody did in the cafeteria. No, no, no. It was the oh. real deal. Real deal. Really? Yeah, it was on TV. I don't know if they still do Jeopardy with kids, but I know at at one point nice. they would every now and then have like a kids episode where they brought students in. Oh, hey, cool. Yeah. Um, next up, we got New Jersey celebrities. Their Halloween costumes this year. All right, what what did the Jersey celebrities go out trick or First of all, did they really need to go trick or treating? <laughs> does Britney Spears, who, does Bruce Springsteen knock on your door? Hey man, I got my album coming out next month. <laughs> Give me a piece of candy. <laughs> Give me your money in Candy's room, right here in the bag. <laughs> Four thousand dollar album. Uh, um, 
Uh, so the Joe Bros, we'll start with them, the Jonas Brothers. Right. You got Joe Jonas. He dressed up as Progressive's uh, mascot, Flo. Oh, okay. I so, can see that. So here, I'll lift the I'll lift my, my thing up for you. It's uh, It looks like Flo, nice. but with a 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, 5 o'clock shadow Flo. Yeah. 5 o'clock Flo. <laughs> and then, um, what is it? Uh, Frank J- Frankie Jonas here uh, yeah. was... He was Joe Jonas. He went as Joe Jonas. I think so. I think he went. I think him and his girlfriend went as a or not girlfriend. Wife. This. Oh no, this is Frankie Jonas. This is the this is the bonus Jonas. The bonus Jonas. This is the fourth okay. Jonas. Yeah. Um, my uh, my twins went out and uh, they didn't put anything on. So anytime anytime anybody asked him, Albert said he was Lennon. Lennon said he was Albert. They they went as each other. Yeah, that's genius. They didn't do anything. I have a twin brother. I never thought of that. See that? Yeah. You I have a twin brother. Of, yeah. Oh, I okay. Never thought of that. That's do you look like him? Not at all. See, that was my my, my sons, right? That would have been perfect. Yeah, I'm Albert. I'm Lennon, and it worked. I gotta go. <laughs> they home got and, they got candy. I gotta go home and yell at my twin brother now. Uh-huh. Um, next, oh, I can't even say her name. I'm not gonna. I want to skip that one. Uh, Halsey dressed up as Natalie Portman from Black Swan. Okay. Um. Jay Wow and Dina, and from the Jersey Shore, right. went as well. Uh, Sandy and <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Jay Wow just kind of went as a half face skeleton makeup thing, but um, what's it called? Dina Buckner went as uh, Princess Fiona from Shrek, and she had like all the the okay. stuff on. Um, now, where do they go? I mean, do they just walk around town trying to knock on doors getting candy? Or do they, is there a party they all, the Jersey celebrity party? I mean, where do they go? Do they just go on Instagram, this is me in a costume? See, I was going to say, I think that might I imagine the Jersey it. Shore people need the money. I mean, what are they yeah. doing now? Oh, no, 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 they got the Jersey Shore family reunion. And then they're upset that the new Jersey Shore, they're recasting Jersey Shore. And they feel that they're the ones that invented getting laid at the beach <laughs> and getting drunk and laid at the shore. You know, they, they, they stole our creativity. They, that was our art. That was our thing. That was our thing. That was their yeah. niche. They invented that. Nobody else had ever done it before they did. No one. Um, next well, hold on. Think about that. I'm going to hit this, and then we'll go back and do more. Sure. Jersey Radio. New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis. I'm going to miss these drop-ins. I'm going to miss these rejoins. Listen to this, man. We had Black Magic Woman, Sympathy for the Devil, uh, Superstition, Psycho Killer from Talking Heads. You can get them added to your thing, right? Yeah, I think we got to get them added. I think we got to keep these at night. Get some you know, good selections. You know? I like these, you know. I mean, we got, we got our own repertoire here, you know. I mean, like, where else can you get? Do you have the time to listen to me? Why that just kind of fits this show, doesn't it? That just kind of fits the format, right? Do you have time to listen to me whine? You know, I, I think that's a good one, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so what else we got going on, Ryan? All right. Most spelt, most misspelled words of 2022, according to a study. I don't know who the stu- uh, Let's see. According to the word search site Word Tips, many people get caught up in misspellings. Yes. Um, in New Jersey, the most misspelled word was, take a guess first. The most misspelled word in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> so, actually, the most misspelled word in New Jersey Three? Is, Three? <laughs> is advisable. Advisable. Yes, ADV. That's because we don't take advice from nobody. Advisable. Okay. How did they determine that? I, I got no idea. That's, it says it comes. Who's it, the guy that's put in charge of that project? It, it compiled a list of the 350 most spelled words, mm. and then it like 
sampled like and they two asked billion everybody different. To spell them. Yeah, I guess it I guess it went like across the internet and found like approximations of each word and was like based uh -huh. on your location. This is it. Okay. And so the uh, the most misspelled word in, in the U.S. is coolly, which is C O O L L Y, which people probably spell as cool with a Y instead of that additional L. Coolly. Yeah. So like if you were like oh he coolly walked in it'd be C O L L Y oh, C O O L Y coolly walked in right yeah so that's actually and they put an e on that no it's two l's and a y but most so, people forget the second l uh, oh I did not know there was a second l yeah exactly. well, that makes sense okay yeah. okay uh, this next one comes to us it's not New Jersey but it, mm -hmm. it, it was it's so good I had to talk about it good uh, with you it's it's from Oklahoma. Right. Um, a burglar snuck into a popular Oklahoma City restaurant. Specifically, it's called Off the Hook. Off the Hook, right. Um, and he took a ladder, climbed onto the roof of the building, mm -hmm. and then he fell in. Fell through the roof. He fell through the roof. The new name of the restaurant, yep. Through the Roof. <laughs> yes, that's the yeah. new. Uh, drop, yeah. And um, he le apparently, according to the police, he left fingerprints on everything and just like took a bunch <laughs> of expensive stuff and ran out. He had to hold on through. to something, right? Yeah. And he still stole from them. Well, you know what? If you're going to take the time and trouble to crawl through the roof and fall through the roof, you owe it to yourself to steal something. Yeah. and it, it's, You'd hate to make the trip in vain. He left. Fall through the roof. <laughs> he left, of all things, a flashlight, a lighter, and a pack of cigars. <laughs> That's supposed to leave stuff. I don't know behind. how you leave stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't I've never done a crime, so I wouldn't know. Um Next story here we got uh -huh. is um, um, Tom Brady. He always need to leave his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, he left his photo identification. We do that all the time. He left his ID right on the floor. Um, this next one is uh, Tom Brady. His right. wife is uh, making a statement as to why she's divorcing him. And yeah, why is she divorcing him? Um, well, Brady made the announcement first. No, I know that. Um, she. Do you want me to read the quote? Good. She said. Uh, she posted on her own statement on social media shortly after Tom Brady right. did, saying, With much gratitude for our time together, Tom and I have amicably, oh, this is boring, amicably finalized our divorce. My priority has always been and will continue to be our children, whom mm. I love with all my heart, and we will continue co-parenting to give them the love, why do we care? care, and attention they greatly deserve. Yeah. Why, why do we care? We, we, In the words of Pete Townsend, why should I care? Why do we care? They got money. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and but you know what? Here's the thing with this. First of all, I do not believe this is about football. Because if the whole thing was she didn't want him to play football, mm -hmm. he's only got two months left. So if she waits 45 days, <laughs> this is all going to be over. And she gets what she wants. So this is not about football. This is about maybe he went back to football because of what was going on at home and he needed to get away. Maybe wow. you ever think of that? I wow. mean, they've been together for 13 years, right? Uh, and most power couples... Very few of them survive. I can't. We try to think the other day, like, you know, the, the power couples that actually have a long-lasting marriage. And the only one I can come up with was uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, I mean, yeah. how many, you know, most most power couples end up eventually get, uh, uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, eventually get divorced. Because it's a, it's a lot of pressure. She's worth $40 million. He's worth $250 million. They were together. Uh, it's 13 years. I mean, for whatever the reason, it makes no sense that they would 
divorce now over football when the Buccaneers, who are now the Suckaneers, aren't going anywhere. And he's going to end up coming home, uh, you know, uh, like I said, in about 45 days. So that whole narrative that, oh, she wanted him to quit football and he wouldn't, so she's leaving, is to me totally uh, a BS. Yeah. I don't know. In my opinion. I think just knowing when to quit is really important. You know, he was at the top of his game last year. Yeah. He won. He was at the top. Two two years ago, he always walked away. Yeah. But you know what? The problem is they stay. Athletes don't know. Michael Jordan could have left the game hitting the shot that won the championship for the Bulls. Done. But instead he stays. Very few, you know, it's, it's hard to walk away. He got Tom Brady seven Super Bowls. What else is there to prove? Yeah, but you know that's why I say I, I think that I think maybe he the problems in the marriage is what put him back in football, and uh, now it's just out there. But I ain't buying that she left over football. But I can buy why we're leaving now because it's time to go. Domensky and Doyle. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.